It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, White Sox fans. It is Crystal O'Keefe with episode six of The Visiting Dugout brought to you by Southside Sox. Today on the show, I have Kevin Seamus from 93 Phils. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, so who are you? Give us a little quick introduction if you don't mind. Oh, you know, I'm an all-around Philadelphia sports guy. Uh, you know, I write about the 93 Phillies all the time. I'm obsessed with the 93 Phillies. They were my favorite team when I was five. Uh, <laughs> I work at Sixers games. I used to work for the Phillies. I worked for the Royals before. Uh, I write. I, you know, make videos. I do whatever it is that I feel like doing with sports. Uh, love them. Yeah. Busy like me? It sounds like awesome. All the time. So as of this recording, your Phillies are sitting at fourth in the NL East. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, I, I feel you. I feel your pain. Um, yeah. Where do you see them sitting kind of mid-season, kind of hopefully on the return of Bryce Harper, and then again in maybe September? Yeah, I mean, that's the the million-dollar question. Uh, When's Bryce coming back? Uh, It it feels like it's it's any day now is the way that they're playing it. It's wild. Uh, You know, the good news is that the Phillies always start slow. This isn't like a new thing. It's not something I'm not used to. Even like going back to like 07, 08, 09, we all like sputtered out in April. And so there's a lot of, you know, Philadelphia Phillies fans who are very disappointed with how the season has started. It has been a bummer for a lot of the time. As soon as the Hoskins injury happened, which is so tough. But I mean, White Sox fans know how that is. Yeah, you know, Eloy. That one, like, was that two years ago when he got injured right before the season started? That was such a bummer. Like, it's just, it's such 
uh, just a slash to the morale when one of your favorite players and one of those like good players just gets wiped out for the season. Like it's nothing. Uh, yeah. No, it's been a tough, it's been a tough start this season, but you know, Harper coming back the mid season, everything's probably hopefully going to get the right, the ship, the NLEs is difficult, but we're still going to hopefully still going to be around in September. It's, it's just been tough to start. Yeah. So what are these rumors? I know we, I, we touched on Bryce Harper already, but you know, I've heard he might be skipping rehab or then he's going to be back by, you know, the all-star break or he's going to play first now. Like, do you feel like there's any validity to any of this right now? Yes. And it's only because Bryce Harper is a maniac. And like, that's the thing. Uh, Because like he, at the beginning of spring training, he had this whole thing where he's like, it's definitely not going to be that long guys. It's, I mean, or it's going to be a long time. We we're taking it slow. I don't want to rush it. He's saying all the things he's supposed to say. He's so diplomatic. He knows exactly how to work the press. He knows exactly how to work Philadelphia Phillies fans. And so then that's when I was like, I think it's going to be quicker and he's going to try to do the whole, I'm going to come back faster than anyone's ever come back kind of thing. Cause then they put him on the 10 day DL instead of a 60 day DL, which is weird. Like it's Tommy John surgery. Like it's a big deal. He should take time. Now the question is the money ball question. Like how hard is it to play first base? Yeah, not everyone can do that. It's not the easiest position to just pick up. But it, it, I don't know. Like I honestly, I don't know how hard is it to do it. Scott Hatterberg, you know, never played first base, and he does it. I mean, these guys do it. Like Schwarber hated it. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing about when he was in Boston. He did not want playing first base, which is why the Phillies aren't touching it right now, which a lot of Phillies fans are like, oh, we played first base before. So like, but can Harper do it? I, I, I don't. Yes, sure. And that definitely makes it interesting. Of course, he can, he's hard, he is a maniac. He doesn't yeah. make sense. So can he come back? Is he going to rush it? Probably, (laughs) but you know, it it, it has everyone talking all the time about it, It keeps everyone invested in the Phillies, which is nice, yeah. And he's, I mean, he's so much fun to watch as is, and he's he's 30 now, so you would think maybe he's gonna slow down, but I I feel like it's only ramping up, like it's another Justin Verlander case where (laughs) he's gonna be 40 and winning, you know, gold gloves or something. And, yeah, I mean, he's, like, he's a weird guy. Did you see the GQ thing where he, <laughs> men- where he mentions his favorite author? I follow him quite a bit. He's so I much work, I work at a library, and I told all the librarians there, and none of them had read that author, but we bought all the books. We're going to make a Bryce Harper display for his favorite author, L. Kennedy. It's going to be great. He's a little guy. Yeah, he he's strange, but I think that's why I love him. I followed the Phils pretty closely when Andrew McCutcheon was there because he's my favorite. He's he's my favorite. He's impossible um, not to love. I know. So I had to follow them. I made it out to PNC for like the last real game at PNC where he was going to still be on the Phillies. And oh yeah. 
I, I mean, they're they're just a blast to watch in general, especially when you have Bryce Harper and just a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent on that team. They're so fun. <laughs> they're so fun, and that's why it's so hard watching them right now because they are not fun to watch. Yeah, typically Philadelphia teams are fun as is, so. Yes. At least I've noticed that. You've got Gritty. I mean, who can compete with Gritty at this point? I mean, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, so let's take a quick break to just pay some bills, and we will dig deeper into this upcoming series against the White Sox. So we'll be right back. And we are back. So welcome back again. I'm Crystal O'Keefe, and I have Kevin Seamus here to talk about all things Phillies. So, Kevin, how do you feel about kind of going into this series with the White Sox? Uh, you know, I wanted this Red Series to be a nice little uh, battery charger because the Reds are supposed to be bad. They're, they are. Yeah, they're supposed and to be. They just shellacked us yesterday. And so, you know, we'll see how Noel pitches today. But we're there's there's things there's corners that are going around we're we're getting over the hard patch and i think that they're getting more into their we're going to have wheeler against in the first game which is going to be good mm-hmm. uh i mean the white Sox are fun I, they, they have an interesting team there's like louis robert is so good <laughs> and, like so talented and one of those guys that's just uh so fun to watch and is so good yeah, yeah. ideally Juan so Mancata will also be back for the series and he has started off red hot one of one of my like just longtime favorite players Joan Mancata I just I always had him in fantasy I used to keep him as like a little safety net just a good player yeah so I feel pretty okay I feel like we're, we're turning a corner and that it's going to be a good series and I think that we're going to play competitively mm-hmm. which it would be a nice change of pace because we're out of like half of these games every game. It's terrible. Yeah. We've had, we are, we're having some interesting kind of pitching. I don't even want to call them issues because it yeah. seems like they round themselves out, but Lance Lynn has shown a little bit of just struggle coming in. I know that you'll, you'll go against Lance yeah. and then Lucas Giolito had an incredible start the last time he played, which yeah we were really concerned about him. Like Lucas is kind of always our main concern after he had this incredible 2020 series. And then 2021, 2022, it was like, okay, he's back to worst pitcher in baseball, Lucas. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Cause he, I mean, he, he has that like top prospect shine. He was, he was part of that huge deal for Washington to even give him up. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. He's always been such a, a weird question mark because he was so good that one year. And yeah. you always think that's going to be there, that like you can fall back on that. And especially like when you look at fantasy players, like you always think where he has that peak, he can repeat that peak. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I get him for cheap, it would be wonderful. And uh, I mean, that's how that's how Lance Lynn destroys every, every league. Yeah. Because Lance Lynn will go very cheaply in most leagues and then he'll be one of the best pitchers. And yeah. so like, and especially when you see how Lance Lynn pitched in the, the World Baseball Classic. And, like, he has that stuff and he has that just that extra gear that's so good. 
that yeah, I I've been watching him since high school. That's why we actually grew up in the same state. That's cool. So I saw his, you know, his national championship, his state championship win in person when he was a senior. So I won't disclose his age. I'll let yeah. you guys Google that, but we're the same age. Um, but yeah, like he's always been really good, but there's that whole age factor of, well, is he going to start regressing? Yeah. Especially the way he pitches. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the gas type of thing. And yeah, but you know, some guys figure it out. I, he has, he's a very good pitcher. So I think he will as one of those guys, because he keeps going against what I think is going to happen with his career. Like he, every time that I think I haven't figured out, like when he was previous teams i'm like i know what he is and then he does way better than my expectations yeah that's why i always i I always underestimated him and he's always come out ahead that's that's why i love him so much (laughs) you don't know what you're gonna get with lance lynn day to day but one guy i'm so happy to to be dodging is a cease oh yes he is so good but enigmatic in such a wild way that must be so interesting to watch on like a start to start basis. Yeah. He's a blast. I yeah. am so happy we have him. Yeah. Like looking at his stats last year before this year, I was just blown away just because I, 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 he, he just dodged my radar going into last season. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, those numbers were, out of this world and just like he must be so much fun to watch yeah and he was just, he was just points behind verlander for Cy yeah. Young. yeah so going up against that is pretty impressive he I mean, easily could have had it too yeah I you know what, whatever those cy young voters decide <laughs> is what it is yeah um so let's see what are your kind of keys for the Phillies to take this series? Because, again, you're not going up cease. You're going up against some kind of pitchers that yes. who knows what they're going to do day to day. Um, it's the continued evolution of Nick Castellanos. I mean, that is, like, the biggest key to how this season has started. He became, like, this trickster god in the last, <laughs> like, couple of weeks. Like, he's doing, like, as each button goes from his – his shirt, the more goofy and weird he becomes, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, especially since, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, last year wasn't fun with Nick Castellanos. It felt like it was an automatic out every time he came up. He just forgot what walks were. It was everything <laughs> I was worried about when we traded for him. Uh, but, like, so far, we're 15 games in the season. He even And, and with the, the postseason run, like, it, it was much a much better player than he was for most of the season uh, last year. So like I'm changing my tune. I want to keep seeing it. He still doesn't have any power, mm-hmm. which is a huge problem. And like, that's something we need to look at uh, and we need to keep watching and hoping it's going to keep happening. Cause there without Hoskins and without Harper, there is a power just emptiness. And yeah. so that's, that's the thing that you have to, that you have to keep watching in this I don't know if this series is the series that we're going to be finding it. Mm-hmm. So what is your, what is your uh, odds on bringing that meme back? The, and that's a four O ball oh. game. 
Like, do we have that? Do you think that might come back this series? Are we like 30%, 50? Where are we at with the meme for, for dear old Nick? Uh, I mean, hopefully, you know, Ruben Amaro doesn't say anything racist <laughs> and then have to, you know, quit on, quit on air. Yeah. Really change everything around for Castellanos to go deep to far left field. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel good. I feel good. I'm going to say 60%. Okay. That is good. That is good. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, you would probably say Nick is maybe the biggest threat or do you have another person on the team that might be more of a threat to the White Sox right now? I mean, like no one on the, I mean, the bone and, and Alec Bohm is like the guy to really watch, especially uh, just the way that he's been playing and he's been like evolving as a player and especially with the power gap. He's playing first now a lot more. Uh, he's changing as a hitter. He's he's the one that you have to watch, and he's the one that I want to see hit more. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so kind of breaking from the Phillies, I've always asked people, I just want to know how people feel about these rule changes as we're yes. still we're still getting used to them. I mean, I, I I'm you know, I'm pretty uh Twitter baseball guy when I say I don't mind the length of games. I never cared about the length of games. I like having baseball on and doing other things, checking in, going back, switching over from game to game. Uh, I've got T-Mobile this year, so I have MLB TV. It's wonderful. I go switch everywhere around. Uh, But I honestly, with the beer thing, I I think it will – I don't know how long it's going to stay. I think this might be a blip in the radar. I'm hoping it is. I because it's who are they trying to attract is really the question. They already have most of us, and like we want it long. But that being said, that aside, <laughs> healing bases is cool. Yes, <laughs> and I like it. I like that people are trying it. I like people that are going outside the box. I love that. Uh, the shift, it feels weird. It still feels weird. Like it's like saying you can't go somewhere on a baseball field is still weird to me. Like, yeah. it, like it goes oddly against everything I know about the game. But stealing bases, super cool. Want to keep want to keep it going. Definitely. Yeah. I mean. Losing that aspect of the game has been a bummer for the past like 15 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like, it was cool when guys stole like a hundred bases. Like, <laughs> so hard to imagine like, somebody stealing a hundred bases in a season to me. And Ricky Henderson used to do it on the regular. <laughs> like it was nothing. Rock, I mean, come on, these guys stole bases all day. That must have been so much fun. I want to <laughs> see that happen. I watch my, my son. He's uh, he's almost thirteen. He's he's playing little league, you know, baseball right now, and that's all they do. They oh steal bases all day. If any ball goes past, the, if the catcher drops the ball, they're taking off. It was the I used to drop the ball on purpose as a catcher because I wanted to catch guys <laughs> trying to steal. It's fun. He will he will taunt the pitcher. Like he's so good at just taunting that pitcher, and you'll see him. You know, like yesterday he walked. And he got home yeah. within, I think, two batters. 
because he just constantly will steal and he's very fast. Like he's very good at it, but he will sit there and he'll just get like the biggest lead he can from first. And then the second that ball gets thrown out, like gets thrown by that pitcher, he is on second. And he'll just do that constantly. And I think it's hilarious because, you know, these are 13 year old boys, like taunting their opposing team and stealing Uh as many bases as they can. So yeah, it is fun. I totally agree. It's cool. Although I'm personally in favor of the shift because that means yeah. Jasmani Grandal is more likely to get it. It does make him so much better. It makes, I mean, it makes so many guys so much better. It opens up the field for like Matt Olson and for like, ugh, it's just, it, that's interesting. And I think that's good. But it also, man, there's so many jokes in Philadelphia about how Ryan Howard would have hit 400. <laughs> and it's like, and, and like, I remember all of those singles, like just these huge, huge, like, because we didn't have exit velocity at the time, or yeah. we didn't know what it was. But we're talking like 109 mile per hour, like slams that would just be eaten up by a second baseman that's in deep right field. And it's just like, it's very frustrating. So, like, it's nice that that's gone, but also it feels weird restricting players. Yeah. Like, there are there is the workaround, which is, I think, is interesting. I think it's fine. Like, of course, they're going to find workarounds. That's what baseball's about. Yeah, I was already used to the pitch clock personally because yeah. I do watch a lot of minor league baseball down here. Yeah. We do, have a, we've got a minor league team that you know feeds to the Pirates. Yeah, so I was already used to that. I was used to most yeah. of the rule changes, but and it's yeah. and they're going to figure it's out like a baseball game though. Yeah, and it's really changing it for a lot of people. But and and it's the finessing of the umps that really mm-hmm. needs to be worked out. And like uh, the Cody Bellinger thing. Is like everyone's like number one target because Cody Pelliger was getting a standing ovation from the Dodgers because he came back and, and he gave him a pitch clock violation. It's like that's not the point of the rule, and like yeah. everyone knows that. Well, like, they had to, they had to get special permission from the league for Andrew McCutcheon. On that's his, wild. Yeah, they had to because they're like, look, he's going to get this you know ovation. We're not going to be able to control it. He still gets standing ovations every single time he would visit after nine years away. Like it felt like, you know, he could be gone for 20 years and he was, he was still going to get a standing ovation from Pittsburgh. So they actually had to call the league and say, Hey, this is going to happen. Do not give him a violation. That's. It's wild. It's just just, there's common sense to this. And like, we, we all feel like we could. eh, Yeah. But But um, You've got the Pete Alonzas of the world who like hustle out there as fast as they can yeah. to get up to bat. So it's just a it's a funny thing to kind of watch what each player does mm-hmm. and how that affects them and like how it affects even like the walk up music. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Like, uh, so I went to the Phillies on Monday and the backup catcher Garrett Stubbs played and he, of course, comes out to, uh, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> it, and it's so like, it's so quick. It doesn't even get to the, the point. It's supposed to be that's life. It's supposed to like hit that's life when he's walking up there. Oh, it no. doesn't even get there. Cause it's so cut off. It's also really weird. The carrot stuff comes out to Frank Sinatra's that's life, but that's a whole other conversation. Good for carrot stuff. Pick your song. Yeah. They, they need yeah. to just learn to kind of fast forward it, like bump it 15 yeah. seconds. So they can, it's, like, it's just, it's just finessing. It's the umps like figuring out not to be 
you know, blowhards, that kind of thing. <laughs> and it's and it's just going to take time. And like that's what spring training was for. And so like when everyone was annoyed during spring training, that made sense. Of course, they were going to get annoyed by it. It was a new, it's a new rule change. Yeah. But, like the Atlantic League was like fine with it. It all worked out like pretty much for all the rules the Atlantic League tried and that we're using. And so, you know, we'll deal with it. Yeah, I do think it was odd though that they didn't adhere to those rules for the World Baseball Classic. So you've got spring training where you're you're doing you're doing all these new rules. You've got World Baseball Classic where it's just like free for all, do what you want, yeah. and then you immediately have to go right back into end of spring training, beginning of the season with these yeah. rules. Which... I mean, and I mean that's the whole thing with like trying to do world stuff. Like FIBA basketball has different lanes and like different mm-hmm. three point lines. And so, like going back and forth was probably weird for most of the players, but and it was so it was especially since half of us are watching spring training and trying to get used to these rules and are getting annoyed by the pitch clock violations, the automatic strikeouts, and all that stuff. And then we're watching these amazing games where none of that's a thing, and it's just like it's 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 probably been MLB has probably been like pulling their hair out. Like yeah. having to deal with it, to be honest, oh, yeah. because it's just arguments they don't want to have. But the World Baseball Classic was so successful. Uh, so much fun. Yeah. Well, I was even worried about Dylan Cease in spring training because he looked so bad with the pitch yeah. clock. And then he came out and he was obviously perfectly fine. But yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully they're, I hope they're just adjusting, especially when there are a couple starts in now. For sure. Um, so looking overall with MLB, what are kind of your thoughts for the season? Like, who do you see going all the way? Or who is kind of your underdog sleeper agent this season? And it, I mean, it could be mm-hmm. any division. Well, the Braves are, like, terrifying. Mm-hmm. And as, as, a, as a fan of an NL East team, the Braves look uh, monstrous. Yeah, Ronald Acuna looks unbelievable. Matt Olson doesn't have the shift and is hitting like 390. It's <laughs> scary. So I'm straight terrified of the Braves. Uh, in the AL, I have a couple like little sleepers. I uh, I love the Rangers. I okay, really, yeah. I mean, the, the Corey Seager thing is a bummer and like that sucks. But I really like. Uh, I mean, they put so much money into that rotation. I have to. I, I'm betting on Degrom on multiple fantasy leagues because I got good. He's back to like peak Degrom right now. Yeah, I mean, so like I have a whole thing where I don't pick Mets in fantasy because it's my fantasy that the Mets don't <laughs> exist. So That's I don't fair. Pick players on my fantasy team because I can't root for them to be good. So I've never looked at Degrom. So this year I looked at Degrom and he's really good. He's yeah, he's a feature. So I I bet on him in a bunch of leagues, just to like be regular Degrom. So I like the Rangers a bunch. I love the Mariners. It's impossible not to enjoy watching the Mariners play. Baseball. They are a fun team. Like oh my god, Julio Rodriguez is just so fun. Uh, Jared Kalenic is like my baby boy. I love him so much. <laughs> I have so much faith in him. I've drafted him the last two years. It was a bummer, but you know I you got to stick with those guys. Like Buxton, I always stick with that guy. Lewis Robert, I always stick with those guys. Mm-hmm. You have to. If you believe in them, you got to stay with them. And so, yeah, it's just 
So like those two teams, I also really like the Diamondbacks. I think yeah, they've had a surprising resurgence. Yeah, and like I've been big, I'm big into Corbin Carroll because stealing bases once again is fun. But yeah, yeah that, that's my big picture. Like just the fun teams that I keep a look, I, I've been watching a lot more games of, uh, especially since, you know, 940, 10 o'clock, the game, my game's over. So yeah. I can just switch over to the other games. So yeah. yeah, who who do you think is going to make it? Who do you think is going to be the World Series teams this year? Uh, my heart, of course, says it's going to be Phillies Mariners. Okay, oh, that would uh, be a good one. <laughs> uh, I also really I love the Rays a lot. I mean, the Rays look unbelievable. I bet I I was super into the Rays going into the season because I don't know why anybody wouldn't be. Like the, the Rays mm-hmm. are smarter than everyone else. It's impossible to ignore their results. Uh, so like the Rays, Rays Braves, kind of seems like what it would be. Braves Yankees if it was nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Rays and Braves are the ones that I I feel are in the driver's seat. Fifteen games into the season with a hundred and forty seven to go. No, that that makes total sense. I could see that one too. All right. Well, um, again, thank you so much for coming on. Please, this is your time to plug yourself. Where do we find you? Sure. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, on the Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Kevin Mm -hmm. underscore Seamus, S-E-A-M-U-S. I also write blogs about, I've been watching uh, every 1993 Phillies game on YouTube and blogging about every single one going into the context of stuff going into how the, like the game was played, how these players were playing at the time, how they then uh, went through their career. So like one article that I really liked is I went into like the fire sale of the San Diego Padres in 93 and how it, it literally affects the next seven world series. And it's like, there's a lot of interesting stuff when you actually get to look back and see these games being played and seeing and knowing the future, which is cool. Yeah. That's such a uh, cool little project. Yeah. And you can check that out at uh, Blockspot at 93 Phils or Loud Phillies Guy on Instagram. <laughs> Beautiful. Again, thank you so much, Kevin, for coming on. Best of luck to you in this series. And I will hope for a very speedy recovery. Um, of course, for our dear Bryce Harper, because again, I love him. I love him too much anyway. Yeah. Thank um, you so, so much for having me. It's been awesome talking with you. I mean, I wish the best for the White Sox. Uh, fun fact, the 1993 White Sox were very close to playing the 1993 Phillies in the World Series. It was... You've got the uh, 1993 Western Division champs. I've got my 1993 Phillies annual uh, <laughs> championship shirt on. It was so Perfect. This was forever, you know. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be seeing you. Good luck, Phil. Have a good one.